guys. Isn't that a blessing? Thank you, guys. I know they worked uh, very diligently upon that and uh, practiced and practiced. And uh, we'll hear from these guys again. Thank you for that. Uh, we'll be in the Gospel of Mark, uh, chapter number 12. Mark chapter 12 this evening. And, um, and let me ask you, if you find your place, we'll be at the end of the chapter. If you'll stand with me as we read a portion of God's Word here tonight. Mark chapter 12, we're going to skip over a section. We'll come back to this later. We've been preaching through uh, the book of Mark and in chapter 12 in particular recently. But we're going to go to verse number 41 here tonight. And in verse number 41, And Jesus sat over against the treasury and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury. And many that were rich cast in much and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow hath cast more in than all they which have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her wants did cast in all that she had, even all her living. And we have here the Lord using this widow and her two mites as, as an example uh, for us and uh, teaching us a principle. And we're going to, we're going to look at this principle. And I, I want to make it really clear here tonight that uh, the principle is not this, that you uh, have to give everything uh, because the Lord already owns everything. And everything that you have, it's, it's not yours. It belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe the principle here is, though, that we ought to be willing uh, to give whatever God uh, puts upon our heart. And we ought to be willing uh, that um, our own lives would belong to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this widow is giving that picture to us. In reality, what she is doing, she's giving all to the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and really that begins by first giving ourselves unto the Lord. Uh, and with that tonight, if you'll join me, I want us to, to go to the Lord and, and let's ask His help and his guidance here tonight, and we so need him this evening as always. Would you pray tonight that God's way would be done in this service? Uh, Father, we thank you. Thank you for this evening. Thank you uh, for the privilege uh, that we've had. Thank you that you are the Almighty, the Alpha, the Omega, and, and on and on we could go. And uh, so many names that are given representations of who you are. And uh, Lord, you're so high, far above us, and uh, we simply have to come humbly into your presence and bow the knee before you and exalt you and uh, put you in your rightful position. And we want to do that tonight in our hearts as we open up the Word of God and just recognize that all that we are, all that we have, it's because of you. Uh, that salvation, it's all because of you. The gift of life, it's because of you. That every possession that we have, it's you. And uh, Lord, the health that you have blessed us with, the ability to work or uh, to accomplish things, that's all because of you. And God, thank you. Uh, you're worthy here tonight that we would honor you, that we would praise you. Help us tonight as we open your word. Would you teach us? Would you uh, preach through us tonight? And God, just give us truth that would make an eternal impact and difference. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And you may be seated this evening. Uh, again, just reminder, Jesus is in the last days of his earthly ministry. And during these last days on earth, he's using this widow that we read about. And you, I'm sure, have heard uh, the story of this widow who gave the two mites. It was all of her living. And how Jesus used this to teach us some lessons on giving. Just want to point out a couple of things before we get into this. Look in verse number 41. And it says, Jesus sat over against the treasury, 
and he beheld how people cast money into the treasury. And I want to just point out that Jesus observed at this particular time how people gave. And can I say tonight that he has the authority to do so? And I believe he observes us. He uh, watches and he watches our giving. He sees what we give. Uh, the Bible says here, many that were rich cast in much. And uh, as human beings, we might look at uh, that much and we might think, wow, these guys really gave and they sacrificed. Uh, but here the Lord sees more importantly, not what we give, but it's the importance of how we give. And the Lord observed that, and the Lord observed uh, whether, observes whether we give cheerfully, whether we give willingly, whether we give grudgingly, uh, sacrificially. He observes our motives in our giving. Uh, he knows whether it is out of love for the Lord or whether that motive is to be seen and noticed of men and commented on by men or commended by men. And so the Lord observes all of that. He has the right to observe our giving and I believe he does that. He knows you in a way that you do not even know yourself. And he knows each and every one of us in our hearts in a way that we cannot uh, even, our others cannot even uh, see that in us. Now we mentioned that uh, the Lord is the owner of all things. Uh, everything that you have, it really belongs to him. We're simply stewards of that which he's given to us. Uh, our possessions, they're in reality his possessions. Our homes ought to be his home. Our cars, his cars. Uh, our jobs ought to be dedicated to him. Our families really don't belong to us. They belong to him. Uh, I think if we will recognize that, that we're simply stewards. Uh, we are overseers of his possessions. And so he has every right to observe us in each capacity. Now, in verse number 42 uh, Jesus took notice of a widow woman. He says, There came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. Uh, he knew this poor widow woman possessed very little, and in the eyes of man, her giving seemed to be so insignificant. It was a drop of water, really, in a vast ocean. And when you observe, uh, this was uh, taking place in the temple and the temple was uh, a very wealthy place. Uh, it was a beautiful facility, a beautiful building. And uh, two little mites, two little pennies, be like giving two pennies. Uh, and that would uh, seem so insignificant in, in all of that vast wealth. And yet the Lord took notice of this woman. And he took notice of what she gave. And he took notice of how she gave. Uh, he said again, this poor widow hath cast in more than all they which cast into the treasury. Uh, here's this woman who gave everything. Now, he's already mentioned that there were some that, that gave large sums. Uh, here's a woman giving like two pennies, uh, just a small, insignificant amount in the eyes of man, yet uh, to Jesus, he said, she gave more than all they which have cast into the treasury. Now, I believe in all of this, there are some valuable lessons, and being that we have a missions conference coming, it's perfect timing. I like to, ahead of the missions conference, I kind of look at some thoughts and preparation for the missions conference, and there's some valuable lessons that Jesus teaches concerning giving. And we're going to take and see if we can't learn some lessons here tonight from the widow and uh, make an application to our coming conference uh, just around the corner. Now, I, I want to just, just express uh, here to you tonight that personally, 
in my own Christian life. Uh, this topic that I'm dealing with has been one of the areas of great joy to me personally. Uh, I can also say this. I, I want you, uh, as, as your pastor, I want you to know the joy of the Lord. I, I want you to have God's blessings on your life. I, I really want God to bless your home, to bless your life, uh, to bless your family. I, I'd love the, for the Lord to, to bless your, your finances I, I understand here tonight that, uh, you see, God really doesn't need what we have. He already owns it all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. This whole universe is His. God spoke this universe into being. Uh, it all belongs to Him. He really does not need what we have. And, and yet He wants us to have a part. I heard the story of a, of a gentleman. He was an older man. And uh, he was not uh, exactly a, a wealthy man, had gone through a lot of difficulties, health issues, different things. And he had not been able to attend church uh, for a while because of health issues. And uh, the pastor made his way to this man's home. And uh, before the pastor left the home, the gentleman says uh, to the pastor, he says, Pastor, hang on just, uh, just a moment. He said, I, I have my offering and I want you to take this back to the church for me. The pastor made the statement, he said uh, to this uh, gentleman, he said, brother, he says, really, God's been so good to the church. I know you've got a lot of needs. And he says, really, why don't you keep this and use this for your needs? And, and he says, we're, we're, God's been so good, has blessed us in so many ways. And uh, this gentleman responded to the pastor. And he says, pastor, he says, uh, the church may not need it. He said, God may not need it, but I need to give it. And he said, I've learned a long time ago that I need the blessing. I need just that uh, principle of God's hand in my life. And so he said, I need to give it. And that was a, a very wise statement made by this particular gentleman. So there are some valuable lessons. And I, I want you to know as I preach and as I deal with this tonight, I, I want God's hand and God's blessing on, on your life. I, I'm thinking back uh, in Oklahoma uh, and uh, not, not long after after I was married uh, there, and uh, uh, we were living in a small little home there, $100 a month rent. I challenge you to do that today, uh, but $100 a month rent, and uh, it was a home for us. It was, uh, became a beautiful, beautiful home, and that was our first year of marriage. And, and we had a neighbor uh, that uh, was just next door to us, and he had been a church member of a Baptist church, not where we attended, but a, a member of a Baptist church uh, that was there in the town. And uh, I, I remember just visiting with this man one day, and he was venting his frustration concerning his church. And his frustration was this. He said, every time I go there, all they want from me is my money. And uh, that was his statement. And he was mad and upset over uh, that fact. They're always preaching on giving and dealing with giving. And all they want is my money. And uh, that was his statement. That was his spirit and, and his attitude. And I, I've never felt that. Uh, for me, it, it's a joy to give. And I'm so thankful here for Valley Bible Baptist Church and the spirit uh, of giving and the sacrifice of so many folks that God has blessed us with here. So I, I want God to bless you. I want God's hand upon your life. Uh, with this coming missions conference, we're going to be asking each of you to seek the Lord uh, as to what He would have you to do for worldwide missions in this coming year. Uh, I'm simply asking you to allow God to guide you. Uh, I'm not here to put pressure upon that. I found in my own life God can put pressure on me. And God deals with me, and it's the working of God's Holy Spirit. And we're just simply asking you uh, to seek the Lord. It's
would have you to do over and above tithing that would go towards missions in this coming year and uh, be used of the Lord to reach the lost and dying world. Now, as we look at this widow woman, I'm going to give uh, three simple thoughts concerning giving and then make some applications to us. Uh, First of all, I, I think we can see giving as an act of obedience. There are not a lot of details that are given to us concerning this woman. What we do know is that she was a widow. We know that she was a poor widow. We know that she threw in two mites into the treasury of the temple. Uh, We would assume that this would be the general treasury of the temple. It would be the box that was set there in the temple. And uh, as uh, people pass by and they put in Uh, Their abundance, as Jesus said, of their abundance, uh, this woman put in her two mites. Now, for us, humanly speaking, an insignificant amount, yet what she put in was all she had. And it's evident here that there were some things, as we read through this, that she lacked and some things that she wanted. For the Bible says that this poor widow hath cast in more than all they, for they did cast of their abundance, but she of her wants did cast in all that she had even all of her living. And instead of ministering to her own wants, here this woman gave. And we know that Jesus took notice of what she did, and Jesus recognized this before the disciples. Now, I I think we could be very clear on this. It seems evident that her giving was done in obedience to what God had placed upon her heart, for Jesus commended her. She didn't give to be noticed of man. Uh, Not a lot of notice given to two pennies or two mites. So she's not given to gain recognition of man. Uh, I don't think there was a room in the temple that is named after the two pennies that this woman gave. Uh, So her name is not on any uh, famous uh, portrayal or plaque. Uh, That was not her motive in giving. Uh, Other than Jesus who took notice of what she gave. Uh, Perhaps some wealthy givers were putting in their money to get a plaque in the temple with their name, but not this woman. A room dedicated to their honor, but not this woman. Uh, She didn't give to attract attention to herself. She gave unto the Lord. I think this uh, becomes very clear. Her giving was not for man, but her giving was unto the Lord. And if I can express that all of our giving ought to be not as unto man, but as unto the Lord, in honor of the Lord and for His glory. Uh, She gave as God put upon her heart. Uh, Again, we made mention of this. God did not need what she gave, only two pennies. God didn't need that, but she needed to give to be obedient unto God. And I believe the biblical giving is giving that is in obedience to the Lord. Now, as we... I recently dealt with a passage of Scripture. If you'll turn there with me to the book of Malachi back in the Old Testament, you know where I'm, I'm going with this. But in the uh, book of Malachi, the last, uh, last book of the Old Testament, in Malachi chapter number 3, uh, the Lord teaches us here a principle. And uh, in verse number 8, he's dealing with this topic in our obedience unto God and our obedience in giving. And in verse number 8, the Lord asks the question, Will a man rob God? Of course, uh, you would say, I would not rob the Lord. I I would not take from God. Uh, Why would I do so? Uh, But here the Lord said to the children of Israel, But you have robbed me. 
But you say, wherein have we robbed thee? And here the Lord responds to that, to that question of the people in tithes and in offerings. And then the Lord says to this nation and to this people, you're cursed with a curse. And it was evident as we come to the book of Malachi that by this time the temple was in disarray, that many of the priests were forced out of their priesthood. They were forced out into the fields uh, to gain and earn a living. And so the Lord says, you're cursed with a curse. You have robbed me, even this whole nation. Then the Lord gives them this challenge, this command, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse. Now in those days, that was the, uh, that was the temple. Uh, I believe that uh, New Testament wise, the storehouse is the local church that God has ordained. And we've said this many times, it's the will of God for every born again child of God to be a part of a local church. And God wants you not only to be saved, uh, but He gives you a home, a family, a church home, a church family. And He says, bring the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house. And it's through the tithes of God's people that God provides for the building, for the facilities, for the staff, and uh, for the many uh, ministries of this church and reaching into the community. And, and uh, that is the tithes that come into the storehouse. And, and God said, bring uh, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And God said to his people, if you would be obedient unto me and bring the tithes into the storehouse, then I would open the windows of heaven and I would bless you. And let me just express that uh, as a child of God, I have found so many blessings in my life simply through giving. Now, do you realize that the Lord owes us nothing? Owes us nothing. Uh, but what a blessing to be able to be a part of God's work and to be able to give unto the Lord. And how important is the local church? And more and more, as I am realizing the day in which we live, we need the church more and more. All across this nation, all across this world, there are multitudes of churches. More churches closed their doors in the last two years than any previous time in history. It's really sad. And many of these churches closed the doors because the funds had not come in in order to keep the church open. I'm so thankful for Valley Bible Baptist Church and the fact that God has been so good and so gracious uh, to us through this time. And so to be involved in, in the giving of the Lord, what a blessing uh, that is to give unto the Lord. Bring ye all of the tithes into the storehouse, the Lord said. He said in, in uh, verse number 11, And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes, and he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground, neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. All nations shall call you blessed, for you shall be a delightsome land, saith the Lord of hosts. And this is God's uh, promise as His people would give unto the Lord. Now being obedient to God, a biblical giving is done in obedience to the Lord. I believe the base of our giving starts with tithing, and a tithe is 10%. Uh, Brother Marcus, would you come here for just a second? I'm going to use Marcus for just a moment. And I believe that that tithe of 10% goes to the Lord. Marcus did some work for me, and he just came up here from over there to right here, and that's worth $10 today. So you get $10. And uh, by the places you go to work, everybody wants work anymore, and you can probably get $10 take some trash out. So I have here $10, a $5 bill, and five $1 bills. And uh, there you are, Marcus. 
and uh, that has been given to Marcus, and he did some work to accomplish that. Now I have an offering envelope right here, and in this offering envelope there is a portion that is called for the tithe. And so Marcus just earned $10. So Marcus, what is a tithe? You go to school, uh, how much is 10% of $10? $1. So take that $1 and uh, put that in that offering envelope. And so Marcus has given that $1 to the offering envelope. He gives this to the local church. He gives this to the storehouse. And he labels right here $1 that goes to the storehouse. Now, if Marcus had earned $100, Marcus, let's test you out, what would 10% of $100 be? $10, very good. So, Marcus, very good. Um, what would 10% of $9 be? <laughs> A little off right there, but uh, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure that out. But uh, I just was testing it. See his brains here, and, and then he, <laughs> never mind. So, a dollar that goes right there. One dollar. And so that is your tithe uh, on this particular occasion. Now, let me just say this can be every one of us. Okay, young people, you take out some trash. Uh, and taking out that trash, you get ten dollars. One dollar, your tithe. Now, you do a job, you earn a hundred dollars. Ten dollars is your tithe. And so every one of us can have a part in that, teens, adults. You see, it's God's principle that every member of a local church would be involved in the storehouse. Do you realize that God will give to this church or to the people of this church the work that they need in order to support the needs of this church? God always provides, and you will find that God's work done in God's way will never lack God's supply. And when God's people are faithful to do what God wants, then God will bless in their lives. Now, Marcus, have a seat for just a moment, and uh, we're going to use you here in just a bit and uh, give some more principles here. So I, I was thinking back, uh, my first job out of high school. I was headed off to college. I figured out what I would need to go to college, and what I figured is that with scholarships and then the money uh, through which I was working and uh, making my car payment, I would figured out that the job that I had through the summer was just exactly what I needed. But God began to deal with my heart. I made a commitment at that time that I would begin to tithe. And as I began to tithe, it was just amazing. I found that I could not outgive God. And, and that was uh, just out of high school. And ever since that point, I have tithed. I've just had this policy that the first part of what God gives goes to the Lord. It goes to the storehouse, goes to the local church. That first 10%. I was reading the story of a homeless man. This was actually a true story, and uh, he got saved. And after he got saved, uh, the pastor was taking him through a discipleship course. And uh, as he began to be discipled, uh, the Lord dealt with his heart about tithing. And so he went to the pastor. He said, Pastor, I, I don't make a whole lot. And he said, I, I'm, I'm homeless, don't have a job, but every week I got $50 that comes to me. And uh, he said, I want to begin to tithe. What would that be? So the pastor explained this principle of 10%, and this gentleman began every week to give $5, and then the Lord so blessed in his life, the Lord gave him a job, and uh, the Lord continued to increase in that job, and soon he was working a job, he was gaining $500 a week. This was several years ago, and uh, this was quite an amount at that particular time. And uh, that tithe, he began to realize, was $50. And one day, he called the pastor up, and he said, Pastor, he said, I, I'm really beginning to realize I'm giving so much now to the Lord. It just seems like too much. 
uh, to give to the Lord. $50 a week, that's a lot of money that I'm giving unto the Lord. And so the pastor said to this man, do you want me to pray that God would take your salary back down to where your tithe would be less than that? And the man all of a sudden realized how God had blessed him. He said, oh, I see, God's been so good to me. And he continued with that giving unto the Lord. Um, I've had people say, Pastor, I can't afford to tithe. But here the Lord said, prove me. Now herewith saith the Lord, if I'll not open to you the windows of heaven. I would just give this challenge, prove the Lord. Put him to the test. Uh, just try him out. I, again, I want God's blessing on your life. I know what God has done for me. Uh, I believe sometimes tires go just a little bit further than they would have gone. And I can't explain to you the number of blessings and things uh, that God has done over and over. And I want that for you and for your life. Now, I want you to notice something here in Malachi chapter 3. Not only is there a tithe, but he says, Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me, but you say, wherein have we robbed thee? And he says, in tithes, and that's the first 10%. But notice the statement here, and in offerings. Now, what is the offering? The tithe was considered a duty, but the offering was over and above that duty, and it was an expression of love that was above that tithe. And I kind of think that's where this widow woman was. This was an expression of her love that was above that tithe. Now, we're going to have our Faith Promise Missions Conference. And during that Faith Promise Missions Conference, we're going to give to you one of these cards. And we're going to ask you with this card just simply to seek the face of God. There are no names on this card. This is between you and the Lord. Uh, there's nobody that's going to come knocking on your door and ask, did you give what you committed to give? No, the Lord's the one that's going to knock on your door. And you just give this before the Lord and ask to the Lord, and that's the blessing of the faith promise. You simply seek the Lord. There's nobody that you have to impress with this. There's nobody that you have to, uh, you know, just to say, wow, look what I'm giving. This is between you and God. And I would not want anybody to give anything that God does not want you to give. But I sure want you to do what God wants you to do and have the blessings of God. So you're going to be praying, what would you do? What would God do through you? It's going to be over and above the tithe. So here's Marcus. And Marcus, uh, he's, uh, uh, let's just say Marcus come here again. And let's just say he's got a job and every week he's earning $10. And uh, so every week he's taking one of these offering envelopes. And he's putting into this offering envelope his tithe of a dollar. But Marcus has been praying and seeking the Lord. And, and uh, he believes that God wants him every week to give uh, another dollar to go towards missions. Now again, this is between you and the Lord. Maybe it's 50 cents. Maybe it's 10 cents. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's $2. Uh, you just seek what God wants. So he says, I, I believe God wants me to do another dollar every week towards missions. And so he puts in another dollar. And so what Marcus will do is he'll take his offering envelope and he'll put one dollar here for the tithe. And he'll put one dollar here for missions. And he turns this offering envelope in and he labels that. And uh, Marcus, you can go with that and go have a seat. No, that's your money. You earned it by coming up here. So uh, there you go. So you gain that. Uh, that's, uh, you go to McDonald's. They're going to give you $15, $20 an hour right now. So amen. So uh, that's, uh, that's the principle. Every person, every child can be involved in this. Every young person can be involved in this. 
Uh, we're going to give these cards out to children. We're going to give these cards out to teens. We're going to give these cards out to adults. And we're going to ask every person in the base that we all ought to be doing is the tithe of 10%, and then uh, above that tithe, the offering. God, what would you have me to do uh, toward faith promise? And this giving is going to be an act of obedience before the Lord. And I believe as we look at the widow woman, her giving was an act of obedience. Now, secondly, as we think about this widow woman, I believe her giving was an act of trust. I don't believe this poor widow woman was just foolishly giving. I think she was being obedient to what God had put upon her heart. I don't know if there was a special need that was presented that day. And maybe there was another widow uh, down the road that her house burned and they're taking up an offering in the treasury in order to help the poor widow down the road that her house burned. I don't know, but it seems evident God put upon the heart of this widow to give her two mites. And it uh, seems evident she's giving that which God put upon her heart. It uh, seems evident that she herself had some needs or at least some wants, but in giving unto the Lord, she was trusting her needs into God's hands. And she gave, it's evident here, out of her own poverty. And the Lord took notice of what and how she gave. Now, question. Do you think that the Lord allowed this widow woman to starve? I don't think so. It's evident Jesus saw what she gave. I think the Lord took care of her. I believe the Lord took her under His wings and supplied her need. I don't think this woman is, is giving uh, emotionally, foolishly, and can I say that I, I, it is possible for you to give emotionally, foolishly, not let of the Lord. I'm simply asking you to give what God uh, leads you to, what God guides you to. This is between you and God. And as you seek the face of the Lord, now I believe this is where the woman was, and in her giving she's got some needs and yet with those needs, she's trusting the Lord. I have seen the Lord over and over do this. I've given testimony of this, but uh, we had a missionary that came to our church. It was a Wednesday night, uh, and uh, God had dealt with my heart. I had a, a $10 bill in my wallet, and that night it was so clear in my heart. I needed to give that money. That was all I had at that time. Uh, I needed gas. All I knew, I was being obedient to the Lord. I cannot explain it. I gave that night that $10. I went to my car, there was a $20 bill. I'm not saying God's going to do that all the time for you, but I've seen that in my life over and over and over, God's provision. See, God gives many promises concerning His provision for those who give unto the Lord. Now, God promised here in the book of Malachi, He said He would remove the curse. He said, prove me. He promised His provision unto His people. As a pastor of a, a small church, there was a, there was a man that uh, uh, invited a businessman to his, uh, his church, to his congregation, uh, to teach on stewardship. And as this man, businessman, taught on stewardship, one day the pastor and this gentleman were out for a ride, and the gentleman turns to the pastor. He says, Pastor, are you tithing? And uh, the pastor said, well, uh, no, I can't afford to tithe. He said, I, I pastor this small church. They give me just a small amount every week. I've got six or seven children, and I can't afford to tithe. And so the, the gentleman shared some of the promises I'm going to share with you tonight here in just a moment. 
And uh, the gentleman said, I tell you what, I'll make you a deal. This was a wealthy businessman. I'll make you a deal. He said, Pastor, if you'll agree to tithe, and the pastor said, love to tithe. If you'll agree to tithe, the businessman said, then I will agree if you have any needs in this coming year uh, as a result of you tithing and giving to the Lord. If you have any needs that are not met, all you've got to do is uh, send me a note, give me a call, and I will provide for those needs. Would you take me up on that? And the pastor said, I'd be glad to. The pastor began to tithe, and this went on for six months. He never called this gentleman. And then he began to realize, I took the promise of the gentleman that he would provide for me, but I didn't trust God. And God had promised that he would provide for me. And he began to witness the hand of God on his life, and by the way, in his church as a result. Now, I want to show you a few promises here that God gives. And when we give our giving is done in faith. Look at, uh, at the book of Proverbs for just a moment. One of my favorite sections of scripture, Proverbs chapter 3, and my life verses are in this chapter. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse number 9, Proverbs 3, verse number 9, the Lord gives this promise, honor the Lord with thy substance and with the firstfruits of all thine increase. He says, so shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And thy presses shall burst out with new wine. It's God's promise. You go to Proverbs chapter 11. Proverbs chapter 11, verse number 24. And it reads, There is that scattereth and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. Now, I, I don't understand this completely, but what I do know is I have witnessed through the years as Valley Bible Baptist Church has given, sometimes sacrificially to missionaries, I have witnessed that God has over and above repaid to this church uh, far more than we have ever, ever given out. And uh, God has been so gracious in that. Uh, go with me to the New Testament, a couple of passages. I'd like you to go to the Gospel of Luke chapter number 6, Luke chapter number 6. I, I like this passage uh, because it, it reminds me uh, of the, the farm. And uh, you ladies who cook, you'll understand this. Uh, Luke chapter 6 and verse number 38. And this uh, is a statement that the Lord Jesus made. And he said in verse 38, Give, and it shall be given unto you. That's his promise, give, and it shall be given unto you. But then he said, good measure. You ladies understand this with flour, and I understand this in loading sacks full of corn. Good measure, take a good measure. He said, press down. You take that flour, and you take that measure of flour, and then you, you press that down. You want to get all that you can into the can. And then he said, shake it together. Not only do you press it down and get a good measure, press that measure down, but you, you shake it so that you can put even more on top of that. Shaken together, running over. He said, shall men give to your bosom with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. And so often that the Lord gives to us as we have given unto Him. And I found just a principle. As we give, the Lord gives so that we can give, so the Lord can give, so we can give, so the Lord can give. And just such a blessing in that. Second Corinthians, a really neat passage here. Second Corinthians chapter number 8. And Second Corinthians, I first remember this passage. It came to light with me when we had Brother Clifford Clark 
who used to teach all across America, he's with the Lord now, but used to teach all across America this principle of faith promise. And he would often use 2 Corinthians chapter number 8. And he used the example, the illustration of the churches of Macedonia. And he called it the grace of giving. In verse number 1, Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God. And he speaks in this whole chapter, speaks of the grace of giving bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. Uses them as an example. And he says in verse number 2, How that in a great trial of affliction, they were suffering persecution. The abundance of their joy, their deep poverty in that persecution. Uh, they experienced poverty, poverty, but it abounded to the riches of their liberality. And then he spoke of supernatural giving for to their power, but notice this, I bear record, yea, beyond their power, they were willing of themselves. This uh, churches of Macedonia uh, simply became vessels through which God had given. And as they were vessels through which God had given, God blessed in a mighty and a powerful way. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse number 6. And I believe this is the heart and the principle that the Lord observes as we give. In verse 6, this I say... He which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. He which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. He said, every man according as he purposeth in his heart. Again, this is between you and the Lord. So let him give not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. And as we give as God puts upon our hearts, a cheerful giver, uh, God, verse 8, is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. In other words, as we give, my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe this is what God did for the widow woman. Her giving was an act of obedience. Her giving was an act of faith. She put God to the test as she gave out of her really poverty, out of her own necessity, as she gave, she's trusting her case into the hand of God. Now, let me give you a thirdly tonight. Giving is not only an act of obedience, not only an act of faith, but it's an act of love. What caused the widow to give everything? I think it's very clear. She gave out of a love for God. She gave joyfully. She gave willingly. For her, giving was a means of worship. It was an expression of love. It was an expression of gratefulness. Now, the offering is really a love offering to God. You think about this tonight. God loved, and what did He do? He gave. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. That's very clear. Biblically, you can give without loving. Uh, that's in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. He said, Though I give my wealth to feed the poor and have not charity, I'm nothing. I'm sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. It's possible to give without loving. But listen, you cannot love without giving. Did you catch that? You cannot love without giving. One who loves God will desire to give as an expression of that love. Uh, really, there's, there's no greater way to find out what's important to you by looking at what you do with what God gives you. When you examine with what you do or what you do with what God gives, it's going to really show what has your heart. If there's a hobby that's got your heart, it's not going to be long your heart is going to lead you to giving to what that hobby. 
Whatever has your heart is what you're going to give to. Look with me, the book of Matthew chapter number 6. Matthew chapter number 6. And I think this becomes clear as the Lord, again in this Sermon on the Mount, made some statements. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 19. The Lord says, Lay not of yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and still. Uh, I am finding this to be the case. Uh, we've got a lot of thieves in government offices. Uh, and these thieves are quite willing to raise taxes in order to still. Okay? Funds don't last and go very long. If you lived in the Ukraine right now, there are some areas that maybe all of your wealth and everything that you have built up is all going to be bombed away in just a moment of time. Uh, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth. This world soon passes away. Now, please don't misunderstand. There's always this balance. I believe the Lord tells us that we're to go to the ant thou sluggard. You know the ant that he sowed in the summer, and in the summer he laid up store for the wintertime. I understand that wisdom. There's always the balance of what we get here and what God gives unto us. But uh, what God is expressing unto us is uh, nothing wrong with having possessions, nothing wrong with being blessed, nothing wrong with having nice homes, nothing wrong with having nice vehicles. That's not what the Bible is expressing here. Uh, but I do believe this, our hearts belong to the Lord. And we are to love the Lord. He says, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, and where thieves do not break through nor still. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. We talked about this morning how you can have part in eternity. And one of the ways you have a part in eternity is by giving and sending, as did the church of Antioch. And as we look around the world, everywhere there is a need, and you can be involved, and we have missionaries church literally going to the uttermost parts of the world. And as Valley Bible Baptists, we have the opportunity to hold the ropes. See, if souls are important to us, we're going to lay up our treasure in that area that means much to us. One who gives obediently, and he gives by of a heart of love is soon going to find that they cannot outgive the Lord. Uh, we see this in the example of the poor widow woman. It just seems that her two mites so little, yet little is much when God is in it. Now, we don't know what God did with those two mites, uh, but I kind of think that God did more with those two little pennies than He did with all the thousands of dollars that the others gave. I kind of think the Lord took those two mites and maybe something really special happened with that. And you say, Pastor, how do you, how do you get that? Where do you get that from? Remember a, a little boy that gave five loaves of bread and two little fishes? Remember that? Wasn't a whole lot, was it? Yet what happened with the five loaves and the two little fishes? It fed the multitudes. And what a joy that little boy had. I've told the story, and this was a true story happened in Detroit. Uh, Michigan. There was a girl that came on the bus route to that church. It was Temple Baptist in Detroit at that time. A girl who came on the bus route and her Sunday school class was pretty cramped up that day and she had to sit kind of on the outside and she was burdened and this little girl began to save up money and she had a total of 57 cents that was saved up and she passed away. 
That 57 cents had been set aside, and this little girl wrote a note that that 57 cents was to go to help build a new building for that church so that no other boys or girls would ever have to sit outside. They needed more space. And that was 57 cents. The family, when the little girl passed away, called the pastor, said, Pastor, would you, would you preach the funeral for our little girl? And uh, they gave to the pastor this 57 cents and this little note that the girl wrote. And the pastor read that note at her funeral, 57 cents. The following week, there was a realtor that called the pastor and said, Pastor, understand that you are looking for a piece of land on which to build a new building. The pastor said, yes, and this man says, we've got a piece of land for you. And the pastor says, well, that's great, but we don't have the money for it. And the realtor says, you've got 57 cents, don't you? He said, I'm going to sell that piece of land to you for 57 cents. Because he had been at that funeral and heard the testimony of that little girl. 57 cents doesn't sound like a whole lot, but little as much when God is in it. And that became the property on which that church built a brand new building. See, God works in ways that we cannot imagine. I don't know what God did with the two mites, but it's evident that I think God did something and He supplied, no doubt, for this widow woman. I was thinking the testimony we support, Brother Joe Martinez, and Brother Joe Martinez has preached here on many occasions, missionary to Argentina. God called Brother Joe Martinez to the mission field. I had the privilege of knowing Brother Martinez when he was a member in Santa Fe, and he was a real blessing to me personally. And I got to witness as he went to the mission field in church. We've supported the Martinez family now over 30 years. And been a blessing. But I remember Brother Joe Martinez giving the testimony. He was at a Faith Promise Missions Conference at his church. And the Lord put upon his heart to give towards Faith Promise for $15 a week at that particular time. Brother Joe Martinez went off to Bible College. And he's at Bible College. And those of you who have been to college, you know that you don't have a lot of extra money at college. And so he and his wife came to this point in this time one week where while he's at Bible college, they didn't have any groceries in their cupboard. And he looked into his wallet and he was going to church and all he had was $15. They said, Lord, I have no groceries. They said, you have put upon my heart to give $15 a week towards missions. They said, Lord, I, I don't understand this, but I'm going to give this towards missions. I believe that's what you want me to do. He told nobody about the situation that morning. He put into the envelope his $15, labeled that for missions for his church. He said when he and his wife got home, they don't know where it came from, but there were several bags of groceries on their porch. And he said it was far more than the $15 that we gave. But he said, I was just being obedient to the Lord. I was just doing what I believed God had put upon my heart. And we witnessed the hand and the blessing of God. Now here's a widow woman. Uh, God put this upon her heart. Don't know a whole lot, but it's evident she did this in obedience to the Lord and Jesus commended her example and God used her as a testimony and a challenge uh, to you and I. I want to ask you this as we come to the missions conference. Every one of us can be involved and every one of us can have the joyful part. I want God's hand and God's blessing. I, I can say this personally. Uh, there has been no other area outside my salvation where I have witnessed the hand of God in my own life and have witnessed the hand of God here at Valley Bible Baptist Church. Uh, in, uh, there's no other area where I've witnessed it more than in this area of being obedient and giving unto the Lord. Giving ought to be out of obedience, ought to be out of faith, 
And it ought to be out of love for the Lord Jesus Christ. I think that's the testimony of the widow woman. I'm going to challenge every one of you, children, uh, young people, teenagers, uh, singles, adults, marrieds, simply to seek the Lord and be involved in what God wants you to do. I am thankful for the Valley Bible Baptist. There's some of you that have been here for years. Some of you have been here for the very foundation of this church. There are a few of you who have been here longer than I have. And God has been good and this church has been supported because of the faithful giving. But I'm grateful that God is adding more and more people. And you know, this, uh, there's coming a time where that old generation is going to pass off the scene. It's going to come a time where uh, this preacher is going to pass off the scene. And this church is going to need to carry on. And we need the young people, the children, uh, the teenagers. Uh, we need you to carry on. And it's got to start right now with your burden and your vision right now. And as you're faithful right now, you will carry on the future generations of Valley Bible Baptist Church so that grandchildren and great-grandchildren, if the Lord tarries, is coming and can have a place to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ as it's preached. I'd like every head bowed.